Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of season two of Dickinson Forevermore podcast. I am one third of your podcast host, Robin Detman. I'm a director and producer at LDW Films and I'm the producer nerd on this podcast. Hi, I'm Jess. I am a writer, actor, and the resident editing nerd of this podcast. Hi, I'm Jay Red. I'm a photographer. I'm a music producer. And like my queen, Emily Dickinson says, I dwell in possibilities. And in this week's podcast, we are doing our deep dive into Dickinson Rewatch season three, episode three and four. Episode three, The Soul Has Bandage Moments, and episode four, This Is My Letter to the World. We're also shaking it up a bit. We invited our guests to do our rewatch with us because we're like that. And we have some returning guest awesomeness. We have Courtney joining us again. You know Courtney by her art, by her poetry, her photography, and you know her on Twitter as Planet Steinfeld. And we have Anna Stefani, who is a brilliant photographer as well. You know her on Twitter is at Anna Stefani Fote. Let's just get right to it. Welcome, Anna and Courtney. Thanks for Hi. joining us again. <laughs> Hi. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> Yay. All right, new format. Let's just jump in. So Dickinson season three, episode three, the soul has bandaged moments. So the first thing, what's the first thing we see? Um, divine comedy divine comedy that's right mm. that's a big foreshadow right i mean we've already mm. had some foreshadowing but yeah we're entering into that mode. well i mean in two what was it was it no two. it was uh three oh yeah it was two uh when fraser told her about you know referenced it yeah time, i think and she's like let me take a look and then let's cut away so, yeah, interesting. And then and then we see Edward who pops out of bed. He's all better now, thinking about his <laughs> legacy. At first, when it first happened, I was like, oh, that I didn't realize Edward like was thinking about like how he wants to do good in the world and what he wants to leave behind. It's like, no, he cares about his legacy. He cares about his name on a bunch of things. So Edward, I was just cackling the whole scene though. Like I was like cracking up the whole scene because it's he's like talking about my legacy. And then yeah, don't worry, my grandson's gonna leave, you know, a good name, you know, for Dickinson. And then whole time Miss Emily Dickinson is the one that did <laughs> all the goddamn work. Okay. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Also, there's like a lot of talk of like contributing to the Civil War, right? Like everybody's kind of lost in this purgatory of trying to figure out what they can do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if they can do anything. So I think that's like a dominating factor as well. Yeah. And then we move on and then we're with Betty and Vinny, right? (laughs) <laughs> who Vinny's like think or uh, Vinny's thinking about her dress and she's like I think I need more ruffles I love Betty's line um by the way this was written by Sophie Tucker we said that before we started recording so it's hysterical Sophie um, Tucker is she related to Chris Tucker Zucker isn't it Zucker Zucker oh my god oh my god Monday like, I now have Zucker. to cut out like that's blooper real material I am not yes. doing that because Sophie knows of our podcast and I don't know if she listens to it but she I'm probably not gonna screw myself fight. like that that's why I'm the editor I'm like she re- is she related to Chris Tucker you know does she is she yeah, we got you know, that. she is she yeah, gonna be that. in the next is she gonna be in the next rush hour you know 
<laughs> you never know. All right. I love. I'd love story. to see that. I'd love to see <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> okay right. anyways all right so i'm gonna pick it up so also this episode is written by who jay sophie zucker sophie zucker so it is hysterical not to be confused with sophie tucker but you don't know what that is because i'm gonna cut that part out so so next we're oh with Vinny God. and betty right and then mm -hmm. Vinny is thinking about the Civil War, but she's thinking in terms of her dress and then asking about more ruffles. Um, and if she should show more cleavage or yes. not. She's like, Betty's like, uh, I don't think ruffles really scream more. Or what does she say? Or something? And honestly, yeah. And honestly, the gays were there for it. Like, she was like, should I show more cleavage? And the gays were on the other side of the screen like, yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Oh my gosh. Mm. All right. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it when Betty talks about, you know, writing her friend's truth. You know, mm -hmm. that conversation between Emily and Betty. Mm -hmm. I thought it was good. Yeah. And it starts off something that's going to pay off later, right? Is it in this episode or uh, episode four when, when Betty talks to Emily about writing and what she brings to her writing which i really want to talk about because i thought that was pretty amazing on the second watch it hit me pretty it hard since three yeah was now yeah yeah okay so my one of my favorite com comedy timing as far as editing goes is when <laughs> emily's talking <laughs> to the family and she's mm -hmm. like i just want to fill the world with love and kindness and jane comes rocking in and says that bitch won't let me hold the baby <laughs> my favorite so awesome so awesome jane is killing it killing i mean everybody had their funny moments but i forgot on. how jane, hysterical like, that scene was yo no but you know what i want to talk about whenever she was Whoa. talking crap about sue right Mrs. Dickinson, mm -hmm. and then Lavinia out of nowhere. I never, I never really liked her. And yes, just, I didn't notice it the first time, but then I watched it again, and I was like, "Wait, what the fuck? Play it back!" So then I played it back, and I was like, "Oh my god, totally!" Yeah. Not Vinny being for whoever the winning team is, right? I know. Oh my god, I was just laughing hysterically. But there was something a lot deeper in that scene, like through all the chaos and like the humor of it all, right? you can see like every single person putting all this weight on Emily to mm. save the day or to be like this unsung hero, right? Yeah. And then not just that, but she was accepting all that weight. I think yeah. she wanted it. No, she wanted to go upstairs and write her poems. Yeah, she was like, can I she... please just go? Also, she's the one saying, like, I want to repair this family. I want to repair this family. I want to repair this family. I wanted to try to do something <laughs> in a way. <laughs> so she accepted all the responsibilities that she got from all Absolutely, the other Absolutely. <laughs> but then she was like, oh, can I actually, like, oh, no. Vinny's like, oh, can you be at the sewing circle? And she was like, I was actually going to write today. And then the whole time she's just saying, I just want to go upstairs and write. Can I do it? Everyone's just like, can you please fix the family? Like, let Miss Dickinson write, bro. Like well doesn't isn't it jane that says um emily we don't have time for your thoughts or was it Vinny? yeah and no it, it was, was mrs dickinson it's jane. <laughs> oh my god you gotta love it no for me emily getting called out by toshiaki 
in the sewing circle is what really <laughs> set me off. He's like, okay, question for the group. <laughs> like he just thoroughly dragged her and it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, all right. So how about Emily and Sue in being the little family? So first of all, COVID, no baby. <laughs> I remember that's one of the first things that stuck out the first time I Robin, you read like, my mind. Come Robin. on with the baby. But it was COVID. And so first you of couldn't all, have babies on set at all. I have other friends who are in production. And last they... episode we talked about the CGI bird. Y'all weren't here for this, but and the episode hasn't dropped yet. But we talked about the CGI bird and how just I can't bruh how how <laughs> and then and then this episode is just the the fake baby that was non-existent and i'm just like dude at least they didn't do the twilight thing at least we didn't have a renez right? thing going oh my <laughs> like a cgi face just a i was just, i was in shambles i was in shambles these past two episodes i'm just like yeah i'm like at this point at this point the cgi bird doesn't disappoint me like <laughs> i'm tell i think it was for a reason i think it was for a reason i don't know um Why well i like seeing i don't know maybe what what'd you say the use of the poem how she only used the first line when she before she walks into the room to see oh, the, is it true dear sue that one yeah yep i thought that was well done well done yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i like how it built up the moment <laughs> Right, you can just you can see, see the anxiety how she is. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it was palpable for sure, and you could and tell that she was like hesitant, you know. Yeah, and the music as well, like yeah, really well. I done. mean, if you think about it, there's all this pressure on her, right? Not just by her family, but like obviously, like Mrs. Dickinson walks into the room and is, is like the only person she'll allow in the room is Emily. So there's all that pressure on her. It's like, damn. Like, I'm the only one that's in there to see, like, bro, not even your husband, not even the grandma, like. Yeah. Yeah, but I like what Sue says, too. She's like, great, your mom won't leave the baby alone, basically, and you don't want to hold him. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that dagger. Yeah. yeah, that was a deep cut. I remember I remember <laughs> watching it over again and seeing her say that line. I was just like, whoa whoa like she's yeah, being she heady right sing. now yeah is she is she being petty i don't think she's being petty but i think she intended for it to sting so then yeah she's being petty well i don't <laughs> no, i mean technically what it means that's not no that's I not feel necessarily like, petty yeah i mean i don't think it's petty especially i don't know after you've had a baby and I do think that maybe Sue has all these expectations in her head that are not coming true and that she's putting that on Emily too. Cause Emily was never like, Oh yeah, wait, you have a baby. and <laughs> I'm going to do all these things. She never said that. And then in her last stages of pregnancy, you could tell she's anxious about the baby. She's not all in and it's not, you know, what she kind of signed up for in a way. Um, and Sue's like, let's be a little family. And Emily's like, I don't know. My poems are my babies. Like, Sue's not reading the uh she's not reading the room very well um, yeah I'm at all. laughing because literally she asked her to hold the baby and she's like no I'd probably drop it which a lot of people say yeah. when you have a baby too well a lot of I mean like, 
And also we see that in the first episode of the season, right? We see her kind of like daydream about this life of Mm -hmm. her and Emily together while she's watching her right at her desk. And it's a lot of it's in her head. So I feel like there's times where we see Sue kind of live in that reverie the same as we see Emily live in it because it's easy to forget. It's easy to forget that Sue is her own intellectual being as well. Yeah. So she might have, you know, be able to access that yeah totally yeah it's definitely a callback season one where emily's like let's just run away together let's just do all this and now you know now sue's kind of doing the same thing and she's also trying to build you know what we see towards the end of the season right this kind of alternative family and it also we're still in the beginning stages of you know sue building the case of like i need all of you and not just your poems kind of thing um yeah so yeah, which I, I wanted to ask y'all. So um, as a creative person in production, um, you get really obsessed, like if you're directing something or even producing something and it's pretty all consuming, right? It's like in production, uh, like film, TV, even video work, it's like you get on this train and you're going and the train has to keep going until you're done with your shoot. And when I was in production land, it's like 15 to 16, if you're lucky, hours a day, six days a week, right? And it sucks for your partner (laughs) because you're not only are you physically gone a lot of the time, but mentally your brain is constantly, and this happens to a lot of people on set, not just the director or the producer, but it's just really kind of all consuming. Um, So like, that's something that I've dealt with in my life of like having this passion that's kind of consuming and a really positive thing. Um, but it not being, uh, it, it being less positive for my wife and, you know, my partner. So do you all ever experience that with your creativity of like having to deal with other people in your life? They're like, Hey, where are you? Um, um, well, I'm single, so. Okay. No. (laughs) So no. No. (laughs) Okay. um I not just a partner like but me, like even your friends I mean even just the world side of your creative thing so not just I was gonna say that's why I'm single okay yeah well, did you have any time yeah that part okay or I mean no never mind let me no I'm not gonna get into details well yeah it's just yeah we'll just say that's that. the only reason <laughs> <laughs> yeah my yeah yeah mm-hmm. sure <laughs> for the most part <laughs> like 80 percent you know just that's why okay <clears throat> i'm like courtney let's not go there let's not do this <laughs> <laughs> The audience, the the listening audience can't see, but the rest of us are all we're giggling. And Jace, I'm just gonna yeah, drink just in getting, front of her face. I've never seen that. You just kind of no, I'm just lie. getting dragged. I'm just yeah, I'm just getting dragged here, and I'm just like, you know what? Let me let me turn turn the camera off real quick. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. So we'll go back to the we'll go back to the question. Anybody else have <laughs> your your passion for your creativity? take you away from other things in your life that sometimes knock on your door and are like hey mm-hmm. for me so far is actually the opposite um 
sometimes it's just like actually the full-time job that take me away to pursue um I'm not saying full-time my creativity but just like even I don't know a couple of days per week mm-hmm. sometimes it's difficult to like handle it all like maybe getting out with friends or you know just uh, work um do normal stuff yeah and when you actually want to go out and I don't know take photo edit photos or take videos um just like starting a project really it's uh really difficult and you just push it back push it back push it back so it's just like for me it's like actually the the opposite Mm. so far hopefully it's gonna change who knows or maybe actually my full-time job is gonna come like and it's gonna become what I really love and I'm gonna combine it all who knows Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah hmm. yeah totally I had that happen at my day job that I don't talk a lot about but I'm a story producer there and so I get to interview like um, students and institutions and leaders in higher education and it's amazing with stories of uh, the students and everything so it's not narrative and I can't say I don't miss being on a narrative set sometimes but like I was lucky enough that it kind of morphed that way so but I hear what you're saying kind of before that I didn't have a lot of like creative passion in there and it was, yeah, everything kind of had to wait until the, the day was over. I will say my job is kind of like an art. Mm. It's in a way, you know, it's like acting in a way. Cause I have to act like I want to be there mm-hmm. and I have to act like I want to talk to people every single day when I don't, I'm, I'm very, very antisocial. Um, you know, a lot of people are social butterflies. I'm more like an antisocial wasp. We've heard me say this before. It's, um, yeah. I like but that analogy. I will say, right, right. I will say, though, like, it does take a lot out of me personally because I'm someone that needs to, like, recharge my social battery. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm at work and my job is literally to talk to tons of people, train tons of people, be energetic, and then whenever I'm outside and I want to focus on my craft or anything like that, I just don't have the mental energy or emotional energy to pour myself into things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Megan's always surprised because... So, Courtney, that answers your actual question. Okay. <laughs> If I had hair right now, I would flip it, but I don't because I cut it all off. You flip yeah, no Can't you just flip your hat? Like right? It. Just flip your hat. You hey, like yes. And there you go. Yes. Hey, sorry. I don't know why I just did a really bad English accent. <laughs> 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 it wasn't you, Courtney. I swear. I pop into accents all the time and most of the time they're horrible. Court- Courtney, I don't know what you're talking about. Courtney doesn't have an accent. No. Actually, we're I the ones love, with the accents. I love accents. I wish I had because, an accent. That's why I do that. Mine's like the most obvious, I think. It's not an English accent because they invented English, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good I don't point. know. I'm just oh. telling you what she told me. Like, she told me that we have the accents. So, like. Oh, we totally do. I have a California yeah. accent. I drop every mm-hmm. sentence at the end. I totally do. Mm-hmm. I totally mm-hmm. do. You said totally so many I times. I totally do. Oh my god! Yeah, she got that Sally from the, Sally from the Valley. 
yeah, I grew up in the valley, really, okay? Valley but that was Encino. Um, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But that's a really good point about English. But when you're an actor, they always call it an English. Well, Americans obviously call it an English accent, but that's a good point. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if we have accents or not, but... um, You don't know? I don't know. <laughs> mm, I definitely do. And Robin's interpretation of it is... It's rough. Wait, when did rough. you do an interpretation of it? It's it just like, yeah, because like whatever. Welcome you do, to the Drag Fest podcast. So listen, when listen, was listen. It? When we do Southern, like, because me and Jess are Southern, right? When anytime we go a little bit, because mine, I hide it pretty well for the most part. I have a twang, but it's you really pass. difficult. Yeah, it's a twang, right? And then anytime you'll do like a Southern accent, it's just like, like, it's like us times 10 notches. <laughs> Well, yeah, because I'm making a joke out of it. Uh. So Jay is North North Texas, so she has a twang. I'm South Texas, so I have a draw. And there's a difference between our accents. Yes, there is. (laughs) Yeah, mine's a little that and i'm also i'm also a Mexican. I'm also a Mexican from the hood. So like there's that. There you have it, folks. (laughs) And there you have it. All right, moving on from the accent. <laughs> Uncle Emily, does anybody know? I didn't. I didn't have a chance to look this up. Did Emily Dickinson in real life actually called herself Uncle yes. Emily in letters? Yes. In, in letters. letters. Okay, that's where it was. I love that so much. I love it. That's why last last episode. Uh, the episode that has not dropped um i mentioned her being this amazing queer non-binary non-binary queen like i you know everyone just categorizes her as a lesbian right but i'm just like no she is this freaking flamboyant queer non-binary icon essentially i bet it i'll sign on to that <laughs> What do you guys think the most underrated line from episode three is? Um, underrated? Think. Or at least like oh. it was prominent in the episode, but think Sophie Zucker's that. line. <laughs> well, that's so poetic. Mm. Yes, that's because it's a poem. <laughs> yeah <laughs> is it that that part Jess? her reaction yeah. no actually it's for me it's what betty says writing that shuts real uh, life oh, this is yes what that's what i wanted to talk about absolutely yes. That's what I was yes. Trying to think. yes that's what i was trying to think of <laughs> yes i mean there's a definitive point to be made there like you have to experience the real world in order to write about it you can't just fully live in a fantasy. Emily, I don't believe that realistically Emily lived in a fantasy all the time. I think she did get out you mm-hmm. know, more than what's publicized. I, I feel like she did experience things, but yeah. it's not always necessarily shown. And I feel like Betty kind of hit on that. Like yeah. if you shut the real world out, what are you going to have to write about? Yeah. What message are you sending? other than peddling false hope if you're talking about a utopia that doesn't exist yeah it also made me think about how you know when we think about emily dickinson's real experiences sometimes we do think about did she get out of the house but then there's also like 
the fact that she's obviously incredibly perceptive and there's a human experience and there's human interactions and what she takes from that, you know, she might take more from an interaction than somebody else, right? Than Sam say. Mm. And that's just something that I was thinking about is that it's not just like, oh, I'm going to go to this place, but like how present you are and how you take in the world around you, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, even moving forward with Walt Whitman, right? Because they mentioned him as the greatest American poet in this episode. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, moving on to the next episode, we see her try to experience it through his lens while she reads leaves of grass yeah so i feel like because she didn't always necessarily get out this was her way of being able to experience the world beyond just an emotional level like she wants to truly understand the message there yeah and what it's like to to feel it because she wants to embrace it just as much as she wants to write about it well, I also love how in the show they use that as a catalyst for her to write to Higginson. Yes. Right? Because that obviously yeah, stuck this with is her. The first... Yeah. Yeah. I it's love the that. first episode we see her write to Higginson because we see, you know, George give her the, uh, what was it? The Atlantic Monthly, maybe? Mm -hmm. Or was it weekly? I'm not sure. Um, but that's the first time we really see her get interested in an outside source yeah. other than say like something that's going to get her publicity because she wants the advice from him so that she can learn how to navigate this in her own way yeah i love the way the lines are juxtaposed because betty says writing that shuts real life out is as good as dead and then when mm -hmm. she writes to higginson right she asks him can you tell me are you too busy to tell me if my verse is alive like i just love that writing, right? The way that they set that up. Well, yeah, how they set it up because she did actually say that. Yeah. To Higginson. Yeah. yeah. Again, just like the writing, how they weave in real historical fact and then what could have prompted it and what's, yeah. Would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in the writer's room or a fly on the Zoom. <laughs> yes, for this, <laughs> I did a lot of Zoom. Totally, totally. Um, okay, so we meet Sojourner. Oh, how do you say her name? Sojourner. Sojourner. Sojourner Truth, abolitionist, evangelist. So did you know, so she was the first black woman to sue a white man. Do you know what she sued that white person for? No. So she, um, so real quick, she was a slave and she uh, escaped with her infant daughter in 1826. And then in 1828, she went to court to get her son back from the white man who took him and she won. And that's the mm. first time that's ever happened. Isn't that cool? That is cool. <laughs> Again, this series is like making, time. like there's so much it challenge. I feel like there's so much that it challenges me. Like it gives you a little taste and you're like, wait, what? And then I've learned so much more about, you know, the Civil War and the everybody's experience just because this show is like prompting me to do it. Well, I mean, how do you guys feel about everybody's what would be their contribution toward the war, right? I mean, you see the sewing circle, right? They're making bandages. Yeah. 
but what do we see anybody else doing right it to me that was kind of like representative of you have a select few in every nation that wants to stand up and do the right thing or mm -hmm. what they believe to be at least and then you have the vast majority who idly sits by and waits for things to happen as opposed to the group that creates things yeah. to happen so I feel like uh, that was a good contrast to see that not very many people were doing anything else and they were making bandages <coughs> and that was an active choice they made and didn't have to yeah no that yeah that's really true you see a lot of people doing what Edward did you know like in the next episode when he yeah gets being the letter self-serving totally and then just like centering themselves of just like oh this sucks for mm. me <laughs> you know absolutely right civil war ruins everything yeah <clears throat> so true so how do we feel about uh billy eichner being uh walt whitman because i personally think that there could have been no one better to play that I wish he could have been nominated at least for him. Yeah. <laughs> like like guest yeah. actor. Was... I love him. Yeah. At least some kind of like honorable mention because he did so good. Yeah. So good. Mm, I liked Plath's character too. Like that was flawless to me. Sylvia Plath? Mm. Yeah. Sylvia yeah. Plath's character. Mm. Yeah, they definitely nailed <clears throat> the... the so many things emmys i want to see uh, elena do a do a spin-off with plath i want to see that oh i wonder what she's doing next i mean to go from the 1850s to the 1950s it'd be good to see especially after that episode with her you know yeah absolutely has anybody here read any of elena's plays no yeah i haven't either because it's just you know work is blown up and then doing the podcast but i'm really looking forward to that i remember seeing a tweet and i was like oh that's right she's an award-winning playwright um so i'm really excited mm -hmm. to kind of dive in and read more about her plays hear more um all right so we're at we're at episode four this is my letter to the world um higginson we meet higginson I actually really, really enjoyed when he was struggling to talk to Henry because I feel like I have had such a journey in the last couple of years to be a good ally <laughs> to look at language. And there's so many things that have like systemic racism in it and a bias. Um, so just to see him kind of trip over things, I was like, yep. Well, it was more than tripping over things. He was just straight up appropriating everything. When he said, brother, bro, I. I oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay. I don't do that. But um, yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, that's the double note I have is that like I could relate to part of that. And then part of it was like obviously so problematic of him trying to relate and using that. Yeah, but he still got his message across, I feel. You know, it, it was, I don't know. I was waiting like with bated breath to see how Henry was going to react in that situation. <laughs> if he was going to be offended 
right and i'm like mm. i mean that scene painted a very vivid picture though because i yeah. mean maybe it wasn't as like as, as external as you wanted it to be but internal you could see the wheels were turning for henry yeah. he was yeah. like oh what's going on here yeah. and then he recognized that that's what it was you know even if it wasn't outright spoken yeah i mean i did love how higginson articulated it when he was talking about him he wants he, he you know he wanted he henry to teach them to read and write and then also acknowledging the painful histories and racist power dynamics embedded in the very language of english itself like i thought that was pretty brilliant to have him say that after he's just done that <laughs> you know um when he could have just led with that and saved himself a lot of tripping. Yeah, <laughs> but it is it is the bumbling. I guess that's the thing that I relate to of like trying, trying to be better and then making mistakes. And well, I mean, we see throughout not just like this episode, but throughout the season where he is making it seem like, hey, I'm trying to help you guys whole time. He's not really doing much to help them. He's only just taking advantage of of the situation, really. So uh, that's kind of like what we see a lot today is just false, yeah. like false allies, essentially saying, yeah, we're here to help, you know, we, we support you. But then at the end of the day, like no one's really on the front lines doing anything besides the actual people of color. Well, so yeah, and doing their own agenda, right? Yeah. The people that are trying to help have an agenda and they see, they see the way to help people in their own mind of how they should do it, but they're not taking into account anybody else's experience and what the people really need. I see that all the time. Yeah, it's like I see a lot of a lot of times like I'll see like like allies say, oh yeah, like no, I'm just defending them or yeah. And then whole time it's like we didn't really ask for it. It's like it's the wrong kind of help. It's like mm -hmm. I we get, you know, there's there's people trying to help, but then it's the wrong kind of help. It's not really doing much except like just putting like a target on people of color, mm. which essentially is what's happening in the episode. Like he, he is making himself seem like he is helping, but really he just has a, a, he's just putting a bigger target on the black soldiers, essentially. What do you think his actual agenda is then? Like he thinks he's helping people, but is it making himself putting his name out there or is it is it just that he really I've, thinks I firmly believe I firmly believe anytime like um there is like an ally in a movement they just want to say yeah we help with this movement you know because it it, it it's 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 essentially what it seems like it's essentially what sorry I, I just coughed what'd you say uh, it's essentially what it seems like you know whenever you know an ally is like I'm joining the movement this and that and they just want like the label like there just to just to like give themselves that credit like yes i'm helping with this movement i help with this movement it's like you want to be a part of the good side of history always essentially mm -hmm. which i mean it's it's not just in allyship but it's also just inherent of like human nature you want to be a part of good things yeah do you think higginson put himself at risk by wanting to be an ally no because he's a white man <laughs> <laughs> essentially there is no risk like at the end of the day the difference is they are black men he is a white man like there's at the end of the day he'll get a slap on the wrist for anything but these black men will get persecuted and killed you mm. know 
So you don't think it's possible that he could be persecuted and killed in defense of his allyship? Did he? He stayed with them, though. Did he die, though? Did he get persecuted and killed for, for being a part of the movement? No, at the end of the day, he's a white man. It's the same thing today. We see it, you know. A white man will get less time than a black man for anything. Yeah. You know, we see we're seeing it right now with Brittany Griner. Yeah. In Russia, yeah. she got sentenced to nine years for carrying one cart of, of CBD, essentially, or cannab- cannabis. Right. And a white woman had three times more than she did and only got, I think it was a few weeks and a fine. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it happens today. Well, there's always throughout history, there's always somebody that ends up being the exception and somebody that ends up being the example. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why it doesn't hurt him to put his name on, you know, you know, I'm fighting for the black people. I'm an activist. I am this at the end of the day, you're an activist, sure, but you're still a white man. Which I'm not taking anything away from what Higginson has done throughout history or anything, but this is just, you know, what the episode was painting a picture of and what we see today systematically. Well, even Erasmus says in that episode, he says that, you know, this is our war. It's not theirs. It never was and never will be. They're on two sides of the same fence. What, Courtney? Maybe that's... (laughs) Yeah, I know. I felt like she no, wanted I was to like, say, wait, oh, what? she's going to drop something. No, I was just going to say, like, I don't think he put himself at risk because if you genuinely believe in a cause, then dying for it isn't really a risk. In my eyes, anyway. Hmm. I mean, you would have already considered yourself a dead man, correct? Yeah. So if it means something to you, then dying for it shouldn't be like... And I think what I was saying is that that was never the risk for him. Like he's, like I said, white men are, white men are not essentially at risk for being persecuted for the most part. So like they don't carry that weight or that burden the way a black man would, you know? Mm. The only time I've ever seen it in, in TV or film was in the underground Railroad, um, when they like murdered anyone that was harboring anyone from the black community. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. So do you see the elimination of the risk as it being like a self-fulfilled prophecy? Like if you choose that and that's what you're passionate about mm-hmm. and you go on this mission and you die in, in the process? In a sense, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you choose your battle, essentially, right? Well, I mean, I think it's the same thing. Like, whenever we saw the George Floyd protests, people were getting hurt and injured and killed out during the protests. People were still protesting afterwards, knowing that there were risks, you know, mm-hmm. but they were willing to put themselves on the line for the cause, essentially. And I mean, you just kind of have to go in with that same idea, that same mentality. It's like, you can't be afraid to fight for, for change. Mm-hmm. 
Because then what are you really fighting for? That's a good point. That's a really good point. We're all just sitting here thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Pondering. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, because I mean, I I feel like change. Nothing has changed. It feels yeah. like nothing has changed at all. It's still the yeah. same, 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 the same thing. Like literally. Mm-hmm. Well, I even said that in the last episode. I was like, we started a civil war in the 1860s, right? But we never left it. Mm. We're still in it. Women are still fighting for their rights. Black men are still fighting for their lives. Mm-hmm. Same sheep. <laughs> Different century. Yep. yep 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 yeah i mean this episode was such a like i mean when you watch it it's such a light-hearted episode it's such a breath of fresh air but when we really get into the nitty-gritty of it Mm -hmm. there's there's a deeper message there's there's always a deeper message for dickinson yeah you know there is humor there is you know um obviously episode four we see the the party scene and it's such a it whenever I first watched it, it was such a like an elation, you know, there was a lot of joy. Jess and I actually watched this for the first time together. Um, and literally we were just so hyped, so excited. And now we're sitting here and we're discussing the real, the realness Mm. of the episode, which is, um, not entirely what I expected. Yeah. But it's important. So, oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's the layering in the show that I think makes it ahead of its time, you know, and that it hasn't really been recognized. I mean, with the Peabody Award, I think early on it was, but like, I wouldn't even say I said this last episode. Um, I don't think, yeah, I think it was last episode that we recorded. I said it's not ahead of its time. It's, it's perfect. It's perfect for its time. I think it's necessary. But I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. it's not getting the recognition it deserves. So but it's, it's a great show for the now. Yeah. Agreed. I said, I said the show, the show isn't ahead of its time. Everyone else is just behind. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Better, better way to say it. Mm, that part. Better it way is. to say it for sure. Um, I just thought it was interesting that Walt Whitman had to be the one to, I mean, cause we know, you know, in a physical space, Emily's not really there. She's not really at the bar. She's, this is only, in her mind but i thought it was interesting how she used walt whitman like she has throughout each of her like dreamscapes has had somebody to be like this guiding compass for her Mm -hmm. and even though we know it's her subconscious talking to to her it's it's interesting to see whitman another like prolific poet give her advice on how to feel because one of the things that stood out for me was while they were at the bar he tells her you're far too cerebral get into your body you have to feel everything and I think this was kind of a tide changing moment for Emily to have that realization that she's been in her head this entire time but she's not really allowing herself to experience anything else outside of the realm of her imagination yeah it feels like it's it's very 
as we, as we're saying, like it's very relatable to nowadays because we are living in a period of time where, like, we are full of constant social media. First was like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and all of that now, um, and it feels like we don't live like for real. Like we are surrounded by just life of other people but they're not real and you don't leave the moment so like what actually Emily herself she's not leaving the moment she's not feeling it she's not um and same sometimes with us we don't leave the moment that we are in it and that could help us also to be more creative but it doesn't happen like a lot of time to me as well I gotta be honest as I mentioned before mm-hmm. like sometimes we are not just too exhausted from the day job but even just like surrounded too much by perfect lives of other people when actually we live our own but we are just surviving it we're not leaving it I think it's very different no, absolutely. It's very different. I mean, it's hard for us in a busy world to kind of embrace the moments that we live in, right? We don't know that it's a good moment necessarily always until after it's passed. And it's like in reflection that you realize you missed an opportunity there or you mm-hmm. didn't appreciate it for what it was at that time. And I mean, I feel like that's part of the experience for Emily, though, like having to really vacate her mind and get into her body so that she can experience things in the moment. Because as the season progresses, we see her actually do that a bit more. She's a little less cerebral and a little more visceral, like a little Mm -hmm. bit more raw with her feelings and also a little bit more physical in the space that she's in instead of just completely living in her head so I feel like a a switch essentially was kind of flipped for her in that moment Mm. um, so that she can fully embody whatever is happening at the moment yeah those are great points I um have to call out the production design which we've talked about with vibe at the conservatory which is gorgeous and lush and I want one. Mm. I want to be able to read there. And then also uh, Jennifer Muller and her costume design, because I just noticed this time how different the two dresses are. So Emily in real life has like sort of a light, lightish blue with um, darker blue dots. And then when she's in her dream state with Walt Whitman, it's like that blue with light dots. And it's subtle. And I think I knew, I was like, oh, it's saturated. But when I looked at it, I was like, no, that is a completely different dress. That's the exact same dress with the fabric reverse. So. Also, I got to say, I love it whenever we see Haley with her hair down. Cause you know, we love a hair down moment. (laughs) She's off hair down. I mean, she was getting pretty comfortable, I'd say. <laughs> the shoes coming off. Book. What's going on <laughs> there, Em? She's like, comfortable? Shoes off. 
I was like, oh, was a safe word that right? I girl there. was getting more than comfortable. <laughs> it's so good. I love the music, Walt Whitman's theme. Mm. It was so annoying. <laughs> like that, jet, uh, the New York, like yeah. frenetic thing. Moving on. So good, all of it. The flamboyancy of it all was just like I was living for it. I was like, this is me on a regular basis every single day like <laughs> i this is my energy he is my spirit animal i was like yep i can see that no you definitely can see that because it's real <laughs> <laughs> yeah you hear it here when, you, when you're on the phone with jay you gotta hold for the chaos sometimes oh my god no literally jess says this all the time she's like i forget that i can't have you on speaker I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the friend you can have on speaker ever, No. ever. Like, cause I just say the most, I like, I just let it fly. I have what we call, you know, like when they built me, when they made me, I don't know, you know, <laughs> someone up there in the universe when I was, when I was created, you know, forgot to put a filter in. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I gotta I got live with that. I love it. I'm still working on trying no, to not you say really everything. can't have Oh, go ahead, Jess. You really can't have her on speakerphone. You also can't, I mean, you know, especially when you're at work. I'll call Jess whenever she's at work, and then someone will go <laughs> go into the tower and stuff, and I'll be saying just whatever, letting it fly, and then she's like, "Oh yeah. my god!" I'm like, I had to take you off a of speakerphone. Literally, everyone heard you, and me because I'm just like dramatic in nature everyone is just me sitting in my office surrounded by radios and I'm like everyone heard you that's so rude <laughs> and I don't really even be saying nothing crazy it's just you know it's just how no. I say it it's just no okay so I have her on speakerphone right and my phone's sitting in front of me but I answer my desk phone right and <laughs> I'll forget that Jay is on speaker D dumb mistake on my and part. someone won't tell me hey i'm about to answer the phone so then i'm over here talking and someone just hears me you know no it's it's her talking shit about the person i'm on the phone with is what oh. is what gets me because oh, like, they'll be that's the truth they'll be going off on me they'll be going off on me right and i'm and like, i'll just be sitting there yeah i'll just be sitting there i'll be like who the fuck pissed in this bitch's cornflakes like and I'm like, oh my God, I can't <laughs> I have to immediately mute her. Cause I mean, what do you do? You're in a work situation. <laughs> and she goes off like that. You're the oh, Abby, You're the truth sayer. You say your truth. I am. I just, you yeah, give I say truth. Loud not even proud. just my truth, but everyone's truth. Like I just say <laughs> what everyone else, I just say what everyone else is thinking. Okay. Like y'all are just too scared to say it. I'm going to say it because what, what are you going to do? Mm, I don't know. I, I say some some things to some people sometimes. So to me, to me, you drag no, me. You no, drag me. I drag you all the time. But what I'm talking about is like yesterday, you sent work. me into a whole panic attack. <laughs> you literally sent me into a, an entire panic attack yesterday. Oh my god. She hated me. Oh, you know who else doesn't have a filter on this on this podcast right now? Miss Courtney, Miss um, Courtney is very um, quiet over there, but Miss um, uh, <laughs> Ma'am over there doesn't have a filter at all either. 
Okay. Especially as of late, like the past few days, she's been very, she's been very crispy. She's been very spicy. She's been very, um, not spicy. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Habane- hab- habanero peppers ain't got nothing on Courtney at this point. Oh, come on. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how Anna be doing her all the time. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how she does it. We managed for two days, so it was it was good. I'm just like if it like like honest to God. No, but honestly, I think you know what I like the other, I don't know what I I think I was like going down Twitter and Courtney just says some like off the wall stuff. And I'm just like, bruh, like I'll literally be like at work and like I'll pull out my phone whenever it's like super slow and then like I'll like scroll down Twitter and then she'll say just the, the most crazy like outlandish stuff and I'm just like <laughs> well, I was like I, I'm literally like who is the funniest person I know and why is it Courtney because <laughs> literally I'm just like what the you know I thought I was funny but then Courtney just is another level of funny and I don't well, mean she's trying to yeah she's the annoying funny though Thank you. <laughs> I feel that in my bones, honestly. Well, it's like Jay, um, if you drag me, I feel like I understand it. If Courtney drags me, I feel like she's speaking the Courtney ain't language. never here's the thing. And Courtney ain't never I, dragged you, okay? I'm always at the I'm always at the end intellect. of it. No, I'm always <laughs> at the end of it at this point. Cause like she just has too much fire to do it. Like I give her too many like things for her to make fun of me for. So it's just Mm-hmm. so you do it to yourself so it's not Courtney's fault is what you're saying no it's not my fault at all no <laughs> <sighs> you ask for it what <laughs> I don't think I do but you know I also don't make it very easy on myself <laughs> I don't think Anna does anything to deserve her getting dragged by you, but you know, here we uh, are. You you haven't met Anna. Okay, wait till you meet her in person. <laughs> you understand. <laughs> I talked to Anna. Like Anna's a nice person. I didn't say she wasn't nice. <laughs> don't let them do you like that, Anna. You better jump. Anna, in there. girl, you better bring yourself. If not, I got your back. Okay, Courtney ain't got look. Courtney, you're not going to be talking about my friend like that, okay? <laughs> oh my god, it's really hot in here. Good god. I thought it was, I was like, I thought it was hot in Arizona. <laughs> Never mind, I forgot Courtney's packing some heat over there. It's Whoops. so hot over here. Girl, be quiet. I don't want to hear it. it. The other yeah. day we talked they about had, it and you were no, like, oh, it's so They had runways melt over there, okay? Like their runways, huh? right? Buckled and cracked from the heat. Is this this is crazy? Thank you. Thank you. That Everything is, that I'm saying to my mom. I don't want, they're not I built don't for it. Arizona. I'm not built for it either, okay? I'm out here in 120 degrees Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit degree weather, okay? I'm not built for it either, all right? Yeah, you know what? I live in about, the Bay Area. You're talking about their runways melted, bro. I'm melting. You are I'm buckled. Melting. Jay's buckled. Bruh. Bruh. 
global warming everyone global warming is it global warming is okay. it or is it just climate change or is it just courtney is in a mood and she's feeling very spicy um you control the elements courtney yes and i need to go to the toilet um (laughs) (laughs) shall i take you with me yeah bro oh my god all right here we go everybody no are we gonna hear things is that why you're asking us courtney i don't want to i don't want to hear i'm talking about like the door opening i don't want to hear anything i'm not talking about untoward things that you don't want to hear on the podcast (laughs) what do you think i'm gonna do in here the net oh i love it listen the canned the canned. Uh, i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna mute it because i don't really want to piss live Thank God. Oh, thanks for taking our first away, Courtney. I love it. I'm like, you're already you're already always taking a piss anyways. So I like... counted I oh always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So while Courtney's doing her biz, I have a question. <laughs> Why does Sue get packages with a doorknob on top? Why would somebody give you a doorknob as a baby gift? Go. It w- it's a it doorknob. wasn't a doorknob. It's not a doorknob. It's a rattler. It looks okay. So it's a rattler that looks like a doorknob. Okay, good one. Did you stop and really take a look at it? Rattler. Yes, I, I did. I was like, I was taking notes <laughs> last night, and my son was bopping around. So I was like, why is there a doorknob? And I never got to go again. Okay, so it was a rattler. She said, why is it a doorknob? No, what is the baby was... gonna do with the doorknob? I thought it was like, no, it... and then I actually looked it up because I did. I was too tired to go back and look to be, be like, was that a doorknob? I just took it at face value that it was, and then I was like, eighteen hundred <laughs> doorknob <laughs> doorknobs for <laughs> for gifts. Okay look no it, it's a it's a bronze that's gonna rattler. be if you know it's a bronze rattler okay that makes sense i'm like if i ever have children that's gonna be on my registry bronze rattler door doorknobs door um. <laughs> start a new craze <laughs> but would you put it on your put it on your list you know the yeah on the registry on the registry doorknob and don't explain it i feel like this train actually that's what i wanted that's what i want it. for my wedding gift actually you know Oh, not that I'm ever gonna get married. No, not that I'm ever gonna Not that anyone is ever dumb enough to marry me, but like oh, none of that. We will have none of that on the show. You're not allowed to drag yourself. I would rather do it than have Courtney do it. <laughs> That's because I'm Courtney's sorry. brutal. Oh my no, gosh. Honestly, no Courtney, mercy. Aren't you glad you came on today? Courtney's like, great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> she knows I'm just messing with her, okay? Honest to God. She knows I'm just messing with her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. I hope. I hope you know. I definitely know. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Good. That yeah, that was very like dry, but it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. I, you know, for a second, I was like, Arizona, is that you? Um, because I'm dry. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. That, that's 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 a you problem. Not a yeah. Anyways. Oh my god. Um, okay. <laughs> Bring you said back. I was dry. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> oh my god. god. I literally Where like, did we go? My... All right. Honest to God, thing. I'm actually happy we decided to record today and have these two as guests because literally I was so stressed the hell out because I'm about to be on a plane 
not that I care about being on a plane. Like that doesn't bother me, but it's just like everything this week was chaotic. So thank y'all for that. Um, yeah, no, I'm not saying thank you for dragging me, Courtney. So don't misinterpret it and then go and drag me afterwards because uh, I'm going to do that anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. At least I was warned, you know, <laughs> can I, can I say one thing while I have you two on here? Can we talk about y'all's work? I sh okay, so the episode has not dropped yet. Um, this is the last recording we did. Um, I think what it's dropping. It'll drop soon? before this one, so you know. Yeah, it'll drop before this one. Um, yeah. But I did, I did shout you guys out because I think you two are incredible. Um, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, don't let it go to your we head. We concur. Courtney. We completely I'm concur. <laughs> I'm like Courtney, yeah, don't uh, let it go to your head, please. Um, too late. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we praised you guys it was good yeah no honestly yeah. yeah so i know i'm dragging you right now and you're probably like oh my god jay is so mean but honestly when you hear this next episode that's dropping you're gonna be like oh my gosh he's not mean um mm -hmm. but then i i will quickly remind you to forget that thought very soon um but i love you too so much you guys are so brilliant um Let's talk about your recent work, you guys. Your little collab, your little, your little uh, Anna X Courtney <laughs> vibes going on. All right, like give me, give me the juice, give me the details. I want, I want the tea. All right, and you're both in, okay. you know, you're both in England. So pour the tea for me, queens. You start, not me. No, you no, you start. Mm, no, Courtney, you can go ahead. Go ahead. I I don't know how to start. <laughs> um, you don't know how to stop either apparently but um <laughs> uh, so me and Anna recently did a Dickinson inspired photo shoot uh -huh. with three cosplayers one of which looked exactly like Anna Baryshnikov and it was an amazing day Anna, you um, want to elaborate? You want to give us more details? Because, ooh, you know, yes, please. Courtney more just details. Wants to, yeah, I need please. to know more. I need, I need all the tea. So, Don't just pour part of the tea. I need the tea with the milk, with the honey. Like, with please, the pictures, with the videos. Honey. All of it. All of we it. don't do honey in, in the UK. I do. Okay, <laughs> bruh. I'm, I'm telling you to pour me the tea, my guy. This is The tea is for me, okay? You don't not do for you. You're not, in the UK? You're not oh drinking. Not in tea. Not in tea. Is that why you're so bitter? What? No, anyways. Oh. <laughs> yes, exactly. Shots have been Jeez, You need to start. Yeah, you need to start putting some damn honey in your tea. Anyways. Um, clearly. <laughs> okay, no, I was just, it was a joke. It was a joke. Okay, no, but Anna, please tell me more details, more details. Well, um, how to start? Yeah, um, so basically... It was a really, just, I don't know, a fun thing to do. Um, there was this, I mean, uh, Neve is her name, that she is a cosplayer. Um, um, she's been doing this for a while. And she contacted me to like actually collaborate, maybe one day. Um, and we just like push it back, push it back uh, until like now uh, where we found this actually nice park. It was similar in a way to the vibe of Dickinson. Um, and there were the three of them. 
uh, we kind of at the end discovered that it was a mashup between Dickinson and Little Women. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was actually really funny. Um, we still need to kind of edit um, some stuff, but one of the funny things was a video that I recorded with um, boys by Lito. And they were just like <laughs> dancing like the same, basically. Oh, uh, the, the whole three of them. Um, so yeah, it was just really fun. Um, that's it. I don't know how it's going to be. Uh, we still need to work on that, on the post-production. Um, we'll see. Oh, exciting. No, literally, literally, she just, looked like Anna. She looked like Anna. So I just want to say... I just want to say, like, when I see y'all's work, I just, like, I, and I said this last recording, but if I could have Anna's eye, right, just, like, your eye for just shots, your shots are insane, Mm. honestly, and if I could just have Courtney's, like, literally creativity, like, she is a creative goddess, I think. Renaissance lady. Legitimately, like, one of the most artistically gifted people I've seen so far in my life, in my 26 years of life. Um, so I am just so beyond mm-hmm. proud of you two. I am so excited to see the rest of this little collab because you guys are some queens and I know y'all gonna put off some crazy work. Thank and you. I'm excited for both of y'all's future works because, and I know you're gonna, you know, you, you're gonna kill it and you're gonna be shooting and doing what you want in life and Courtney I just know you're just you're just gonna take over whatever the hell you're doing because like (laughs) drawing painting all of it literally just being the creative mastermind that you are poetry photography all of it poetry y'all are gonna kill it thank you poetry okay yeah like you're saying poetry and I literally have a poetry book like right next to me over there (laughs) so Well, I just want to say really quick as well, though, that I think what you three have done with the podcast is amazing. And I know you wanted Elena from the beginning, and I'm really, really happy for you that you got her. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just really happy for you. Oh, it's out. The cat's out of the bag. The cat is out of the bag. Oh, I just realized that. No, it's totally cool. No, no, no. We are just waiting. We are just waiting for the right moment. Um, yeah, and honestly, was, I'm Jay hit her up. Jay scored Elena, and Elena's yeah, she's been supportive and retweeting and liking stuff. And uh, yeah, we get. I a, mean, and honestly, we're now. yeah, we're just really excited to have her on. I mean, yes. after all, this is her space. I mean, we created this this baby of ours because of uh, the brilliant show that she has given us. Um, And then just not only did she give us this brilliant show, but she's given us, you know, uh, all the friendships we've made along the way, as cheesy as it sounds. Um, I'm very happy that like we crossed paths with Anna, Courtney, um, and all the brilliant people we've had on the show thus far. Um, Yeah, it's it's honestly been a blessing. Mm -hmm. One of the things. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that I remember, I don't remember that much, that much uh, when we uh, met Hella last week because we were uh, all a bit like shaking. But one of the things that we said to her, um, it was for sure that thanks to Dickinson, we met new friends. 
uh, we definitely share like kind of a family because yeah. in a way it's not just friends, but they, they really understand you. They don't understand your passions. They understand like your, um, what you're feeling as well, because you are into the same things more or less. Mm-hmm. And we were saying all of this and she was really moved by it. And one thing that I can definitely add myself and probably we said it all, um, Dickinson literally, I started watching it during the first lockdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and for me, like a part of give me the strength to go like you know on uh, during that period of time and with my creativity as well as we already said in the past but like even now when we can actually leave a little bit more um literally i could meet friends i could see the actors in real life happening like and see how grateful they are for us as well um they are literally the nicest person um ever that you could meet um and i don't know if i'm allowed to say or anything that will happen to me as well or i don't know go for um, it yeah but i did um a shoot the other day well last week with uh adrian and the band as well what um, yeah. mm-hmm. oh my I'm gosh so that is so cool <laughs> so the, just the fact of what he said to me um, during during the day, it, it was it was really like touching me. Um, uh, it was it was really nice. Um, it was like um, it was like you know first first for the first time I saw in in front of me a person an artist when actually can recognize the work um, that I was putting into it as well. And he was like, "Oh, please let me drop you some money." I'm like, "No, it's fine. I'm actually really really happy that it could happen." Um, wow. And he was like, "You know, this show like this show." give me a lot in life and if I could give back a little bit I'm really happy to do that so and I I definitely I definitely think you have like I mean I was saying last episode I mean when you guys hear it it's it's really like um you guys probably don't know the impact but anytime I see y'all's work I'm just like wow like I I love to see people shining in their lane and, and not just shining in their lane but creating their lane um you both are in a lane of your own um there's there's really no competition for y'all like y'all are just y'all are just you've created something so individual for each other um that I'm just so excited to see where y'all are going and like likewise I feel like Dickinson for me it essentially saved me um in a way like I just I was not in a good place and uh recently I was not in a great place um but I feel like this podcast and this like Dickinson family has just kind of like, it always brings me back to where I need to be. And like today, like I just, like last night I was telling Jess, I was like, I'm making myself sick. I'm so stressed out. Oh my God. And then um, this morning I was still super stressed and and I was like, I got to get some coffee. I got to do something. I sit down and then I'm listening, you know, to my little vinyls behind me and I'm, I'm trying to get in my mental zone, still can't get there. And then, the record button hits and this little family comes on and I'm just I'm back to where I need to be essentially so Mm -hmm. I I appreciate you guys I appreciate the show 
And of course, first and foremost, I appreciate Elena because she is absolute queen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Eloquently well, said. Wow. Can we give a shout out to Jay though? What? Yeah. What? Yes. For anybody who listens to this and doesn't know, Jay creates all of our music. Mm-hmm. Every bumper that you hear, that's Jay. Yeah. That is Jay's work. Yes. And for our final season, I created a new one and I just felt like what a way to bring it full circle. What a way to bring it out. Um, I had, I like, I created them. I hadn't touched music in a while since I've been out in Arizona. Just uh, life has been kind of crazy for me. And I sat back down uh, with my MacBook and created something and I just didn't feel right using it for anything else. I was like, you know what? I feel like in this moment, it needs to be here. Um, And it's just going to be a beautiful transition to any projects I have in the future uh, because I fully intend to keep pushing forward with my narrative. So there you go. All right. I'm going to call it one more person. Jess. Yes, it sounds queen. like it's our finale, but it's not. Yes, no, is the one that started this whole thing with her tweet. My best friend. And Jay yes. was Jay and I were like, we want to do a podcast. So huzzah. <laughs> I want to thank Robin too. Yeah, I want to thank Robin too. Jess, I thank you endlessly. You already know that. Like you are most times the person that keeps me sane. Like anytime there is something going on and I feel like I'm about to flip everything over and just like, cause baby, I'm an Aries. All right. I'm a fireball. I will burn everything down. Okay. Um, I will call on you and literally you'll be like, bro. Okay. Look what's going on. Like don't burn everything down. So thank you for that. Thank you for keeping me reined in and thank you for keeping me motivated. Robin yes we're gonna get to you too okay because i know we'd be giving you some damn headaches okay girl what never <laughs> yeah no so i remember it started the podcast i didn't have a mic <laughs> <laughs> and i just know i gave you <laughs> the biggest headache for like the first few weeks that we were recording because I know you just had to do extra work, and I know you still have to do extra work because audio is a little hard. <laughs> no, the audio is great now. <laughs> yeah, but I will say I just be I be doing the most on this on this podcast, y'all. <laughs> like, especially when there's no guests. Oh, guys, guys, <laughs> y'all think I act a fool right now? You're no, a rocking fool all the time. Yeah, I'm the best but... kind of fool. We know you've sacrificed so much. You take a lot of time away from your family, your beautiful family. Shout out to shout out to your peeps, right? Um, yeah, you've taken a lot of time away from them. So I think on behalf of all of the the podcast listeners and just the people that have been on the podcast, um, let's just give a shout out to everything you do. Really, like she does the scheduling. She does, bro. She keeps everything together. If it's not for Robin, bro, the the podcast is falling the damn part. Okay, like like, (laughs) and she reins us all in. So. I just flipped my scarf. <laughs> I just flipped it. I'm like, at least you on. have hair, you know. To like... I do have hair. Thank I you, have non I have non-existent edges that I, you know. Oh my god. Well, this whole thing, and again, it sounds like we're wrapping up everything, but we're not. There's more to come. Um, 
yeah, the show changed my life. Being on this podcast has like also changed my life. You you guys have both been here for me, Jay and Jess. Like Jay, you totally gave me insights into my son and like that was incredible and put up with my reactive like kind of thing and (laughs) just really eternally grateful for the podcast for the show but also you know for having you two in my life so I mean y'all deal with me when I come on and sometimes I feel a little gloomy and stuff and y'all might not know initially off the bat but like um y'all y'all gotta deal with my energy sometimes and it's it's a little rough um but Anna, I want to thank you too, just individually, like outside of your creativity and all that. Um, I, I love chatting with you as well. Um, it's, it's always, you're, you're just such a light, even though you might not realize how much of a light you are. Um, so I appreciate that. And Courtney, yes. even though you dragged the absolute life out of me. Courtney, um, are you still in the bathroom or did you make it out? You're cool, right? No, yeah, I'm good, from, right? I've been out for ages. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, okay. So even though you drag the absolute life out of me, uh, there are times uh-huh. when unknowingly, sometimes, I don't know, I, it was so weird. And I told Jess about this one time. You like messaged me and I was having the worst freaking day. And you uh-huh. messaged me and it was so random, but you sent me something and it was like the randomest shit ever, right? <laughs> and then I was like, it just immediately turned my whole day around. I was like, bro, that was hysterical. That's hilarious. And I was like, bro, I don't know, like every every person that we've met a- across the board, like I just feel like we all have this weird connection, like little kinetic connection, right? Like we all kind of sense when something's off with uh-huh. each other and like just know when to ping that. Right. So I just I appreciate you just for unknowingly, you know, brightening my day. So you're welcome. And I appreciate you all. Oh, my gosh. OK, I have to ask one more question before we wrap it up. So Let's where, go. where are we going to see where are we going to see what comes out of this amazing cosplay? Is that we're just going to watch the Twitter? We're going to watch the Instagram? Where? She said the Twitter. The Twitter. <laughs> the Insta. <laughs> The bird app. Yeah. Um, um, I think both. Okay. Um, I'm not sure yet, but I think both. Um, because anyway, um, all of the people involved are very active in both. Um, mm. yeah. Okay. Well, all I know. Shout it out, right? Yeah. Jay? All I know is you already know what the girl Jay is gonna do. Oh. I'm gonna hop on the podcast Twitter and shout them out and put all that work <laughs> out there so y'all can go see and appreciate the great goodness that are these two goddesses. All right. Hell yeah! Well, yes. <laughs> all right. Thanks, you guys. It's been Thank amazing. You. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Just a quick little message. Uh, we want to say thank you for listening to us. And you can follow us on our podcast Twitter at the number four evermore, capital P O D. And you can follow us on Instagram at dickinson.forevermore.podcast. That's right. And you can hear this podcast on Spotify or wherever else that you listen to podcasts. Well, I was going to say, I only trust people who are outwardly weird because everybody's weird. So it's the ones who try to act like they're not weird. 
<laughs> Those are the scary ones because we're all a little twisted, right? Mm-hmm. Agreed. There you go. I'm like a little <laughs> twisted. Well, some of us more than others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you tell who's to my left? Uh, I don't. No, yeah. I can just yeah. see you. So. <laughs> and then yeah, at this point. 